Harper, we're here to worship this morning. We're here to praise. If we come into the house of the Lord this morning, we might as well worship. We might as well praise and thank you because he's done great things. Yes, he has. So we're going to go to him in, in prayer and we're going we're gonna to reverence this morning. Let's reverence the Holy Spirit. Let's reverence the work of the Lord and what he's trying to do. You know he's always trying to do something, right? Amen. So if he's trying to do something with you this morning, go ahead and let him do it. Whether it's coming out of the altar or whether it's breaking the tears or whether it's just giving to what he's, he's telling you in your spirit. If he's telling you something this morning, give in and let him do it. Father God, thank you for this morning and thank you for letting us gather in your house. Father, we're just so thankful, God, for your blessings, Lord. God, we give you free reign, full reign in here this morning. Allowed to convict, Father God, allowed to cut our hearts, Father God, allowed to, to, to come in and, and to, to move and to minister, Lord. We give you full reign. And Father, I would just ask, Lord God, if there be anyone here this morning, God, dealing with broken hearts, dealing with, with situations, Lord, we just ask you to minister a spirit of peace. Father God, through the suffering and the trials, Lord God, you are our peace, Father. We lean on you. We look to you, Father God, for our victory. We hold you close, God, because you are victory. And Father, thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Amen. 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 we have in him the the truth of God's word we can declare not only declare it but live it and experience it experience it right here you can experience what's between these front and back and all in between this right here it's given to us freely the work of the cross has been completed we've been given liberty and freedom in the Lord and we can rejoice in that how about a praise to God this morning Come on. Let's give the Lord on worshiping today this whole service is about worship we come here about the lord right amen not only do we often do look for blessings but to be a blessing amen. be a blessing to god be a blessing to somebody else amen. if you're here you're already a blessing to somebody else amen. somebody has looked you, and saw you here in the house of god this yes. morning I see you out there, so I've been blessed multiple times because I'm looking at a whole lot of people out here. So my blessings are flowing this morning. God bless you as you give today as we continue in this service. Back to you guys. Pray and go ahead. The waters are stirred up this morning. Well, How you got to do is step in. Don't let it pass you by. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your many blessings. Father, we thank you for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit in the days to come and the months to come. We thank you for it, Lord. We just thank you for your many blessings, Lord. We thank you for loving us. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I ask that you bless these tithes and offerings, Lord, that meet the needs and exceed the needs of this church. 
Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning with your words. If you don't have one, just I got one right here. You're welcome to point it in. Reach over and touch somebody else's. We're going to proclaim once again like we always do. Everybody ready? This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. This morning you may be seated and children are dismissed to go to children's church. Sometimes, a lot of the times, It's rough. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an uphill battle. A lot of them, sometimes, some here could say most of the time it's an uphill battle. Amen. If we could call it a problem in the society we live in today, even the church society, everything's supposed to just glide along on a plane or a level surface and really never have any issues. And then if there's issues, well, God's just supposed to snap his fingers all of a sudden and it's done and over with and we don't have to deal with anything. Brother Tanner preached a great message the other night about trials. Uh And we all have them. Uh I woke up this morning early and this one word came to me. I believe in spite of the Holy Spirit, this one word was stand. Stand. In the book of Ephesians, and we've been all over Ephesians lately. I ask you to turn there this morning. The older I get, the more I realize, and especially the more I'm involved in ministry and just service to the Lord generally, that this thing isn't easy. It isn't a glide path. It's rough sailing a lot of times. And there seems to be a ragged, jagged, sharp-edged obstacle course that a lot of the time that we're trying to make our way through, and yes, a lot of the time it seems like that we're going about straight up trying to get somewhere. Bible talks often of the mountain of God, especially in the Old Testament. The mountain of God. And and I'll say it this way this morning. We're on a journey. We're headed somewhere. We are headed up the mountain of God and God's at the top. One of these days we're going to arrive. We're going to get there. But in this process that we're going through and we're going to continue to go through if we live past this point where I stand here speaking today, you're going to endure some hardships. You're going to have some problems. A lot of them. You're going to have times come along when the only thing that's going to carry you through is nothing but faith. Because you don't have anything in yourself to get it done. You really never did. Although people continue to try again 
as we're in this service this morning. There's a world full of people out here trying to fix their own problems, fight their own battles, do their own things, and they're coming up empty-handed and they're losing. There's only one that can take us where we need to go, but it's our part to do the climbing. It's our part to stand. And there's a lot in the word stand. It's not just a sedimentary point that we just kind of comfortably sat back and put our feet on level ground and just wait on everything to happen and God's in charge. He's going to take care of it all and I don't have to do anything kind of attitude. That's the wrong attitude. We're called, again, you've heard it said, if you've been here very long, you've heard it over and over again. We're called into battle and we're called into warfare. The journey that we're on Godward. Anybody here with me this morning on a Godward journey? We're headed towards the mountain of God to the top. I'm talking that heavenly place, but we got a ways to go before we get there. We're still going. We're still experiencing the things that try to prevent us and try to block us and try to cause us to quit and try to cause us to sit down. I don't, whatever issue, it can be any issue. It can be a health issue. It can be a, a, a relationship issue. It, it can just be a self issue. It can be anything. But they're pretty high mountains sometimes. They're, the obstacles sometimes loom great. Sometimes it's vast. Sometimes it's immense. Sometimes it's high. Some valleys are low. You don't have to answer this morning, but I think I can proceed with all honesty this morning. There's been some people in some valleys lately. Amen. There's been some people in, in your your climb towards God. You, you're, you're, you're experiencing exactly what I'm talking about this morning. Hindrance and obstacle and, and barely fingernail holes. Huh? No. Go ahead and say, if that's you, sound off this morning. Amen. Amen. You're barely hanging on by your fingernails. Let me tell you this morning, you can't quit. you got to keep going. you got to keep climbing, praise God, because there's a reward at the top. Amen. God's waiting for his people to persevere and endure. No, no, no matter what, regardless of what your situation is, regardless of what you're facing, and I'm not making light of anything this morning, there's some terrible things that I've seen of late that people are having to experience pain in their bodies, torment in their minds, uh, obstacles, uh, everything you can imagine we're seeing unload on our society and our world today. We know where it's coming from, don't we? Amen. We better know where it's coming from. It doesn't just show up out of the dust. It doesn't just appear out of thin air. There's an enemy behind it. There's one who's whose desire is to destroy you as Christians and to stop you and prevent you from progressing any further whatsoever and especially to keep you from reaching the mountaintop of glory where God has planned and given us an opportunity for all of us to go and achieve and arrive. Are you looking forward to the final destination this morning when you leave this earth or when the Lord comes back? Whatever means he chooses to use, are you ready for the reward you're going to receive. We can't even imagine what that's going to be. The Bible tries to tell us, but it's, it's, too, it's too big. It's heavenly. What our eyes get focused on too much of the time down here is this. And the obstacles and the problems and the issues and, and the jags and the crags and the hurts and the pains. And the, and the issues of life. Stand. An interesting word. It means more than what you might realize this morning. Book of Ephesians. This very, very familiar territory. 
And I'm not necessarily going to preach on the full armor of God this morning, but I want you to see something this morning in God's Word in the 6th chapter. Amen. Of course, this is basically what's being presented to us here is the message on putting on full armor of God. So I'm going to I'm going to address it this morning and prepare it and lay it out here in that aspect that we've got to have a foundation to go off on. This is exactly what the Holy Spirit through Paul is telling Christians. That, that's who Paul, he's telling the church at Ephesus, you got to get ready, you got to be prepared, and there's only one way you're going to make it through. And that's with the full armor of God. And Amen. probably everybody here knows what that is. Beginning reading with verse number 10, chapter 6. Paul said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not my might, not your might, his might. We can't Amen. be strong in our own might. We might be able to do some physical feats. We might be able to, to lift massive weights. We might be able to be the, the best knockout fighter there ever was, but that's only in the physical. This isn't talking about the physical. When you're strong in the Lord and the power of His might means you're prayed up, you're read up, and you're ready. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I wonder how I get so much out in one breath. <laughs> Same way right here. God equips us. He prepares us. He gives us what we need. The word finally there is especially important. I kind of see it this way, and this, this is me. When all else seems to be failing around you, don't forget where your real source is at. Finally. Realize you've got to be strong. Strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on, here it is, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. To stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Who's looming? You know, I watch quite a bit of programming and it bothers me because I don't really see a whole lot of talk about who the enemy is. And the equipping and the teaching of people how to deal with him. It's all about entertainment and emotions and all that. I'm going to tell you what, somebody's going to get slipped up on one of these days real quick if they don't learn about this word and learn who our enemy is and learn how he operates. Amen. That's exactly what Paul is talking about right here in the aspect of putting on the full armor of God. It's the only thing that's going to protect us and keep us and keep us engaged and allow us to even stand in the evil day. The only thing. I know there's all kinds of philosophies. There's all kinds of opinions. There's people that'll tell you anything. But there's only one thing that'll work. And that's right here. It's right here. That you may be able to stand. To stand. I'll tell you, if this message isn't anything else, it's a real good sharing up message. you got to ask yourself, where am I at right here? Am I, am I totally vulnerable? Do I not have enough knowledge? Do, do I not have enough relationship with God? Am I not fed of the Word enough? Do, do I not have enough prayer life in me to be able to stand? Because this is serious territory right here. Amen. This is dead serious stuff Paul is talking about. This is what's going to allow you to resist. To take your stand. That means dig in. 
Set your feet in a holy, solid place. You know there's no movement right here. Standing, there's no movement, but there's not any going backwards. You, you ever heard the term, take it inch by inch? This is fractional sometimes. Sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's just bearing in and trying to do your best to stand, and that's all you can do. You can't even move forward because of the bombardment and the assailment of all the things that are coming against you and trying to hinder you and try to cause you. It's no use just give up and let go. I'll go back to the world. It's a whole lot easier to live out there than it is to live for God. I won't argue that point. It is easy to live in this stream. It's not good for you. It'll take you somewhere you sure don't want to go. Amen. In the ultimate end, it's not the mountain of God I'm talking about. It's the valley of hell. There's two places, Amen. folks. And that's something you don't hear a lot about anymore. But we've got to know, we've got to understand what it is that we're facing, what it is that, that while we're still living here on this earth that we're required to do and we have a responsibility to fulfill it. Paul's talking to a church here. Church at Ephesus. All of them. Everybody. He didn't single one person out, so everybody else just go ahead and do what you're doing. And No, this is the whole church. This has this is, this is been a, a message throughout the ages since Paul penned it here a long time ago. It's been a message to the church. You've got to equip yourself. You've got to be ready. You've got to be, be, be a, a ready and, and persevere and endure and, and whatever it is that comes up against you, you've got absolutely to stand. And there's only one thing that enables you to do that, and it's the full armor of God. Amen. Nothing else. If you, if you want to look into it later and, and see and, and look at all the particular pieces, and I'll tell you this, the armor that Paul's talking about it, he's using a symbolism here because he's well acquainted with the early first century Roman soldier who wore all the armor and the helmet and the swords and the bucklers and the shields and all that. Their armor alone weighed somewhere between 40 and 60 pounds. You want to try wearing that all day? Think about it. That's why we've got to be in shape spiritually. You're not going to wear the armor of God if you're not in shape spiritually. Come on. You're not going to really think you've got any use for it until guess who shows up. And then you're on that phone trying to get help. Sometimes you don't have time to call for help. Sometimes you may be so paralyzed in fear you can't even push a button. Who works by fear? We know, don't we? I see that so much today. The fear is prevalent in our society. People are scared of everything. Fear is just an atmosphere. Bogged down in it. Caught up in it. It's the obstacle itself. It's the course that you can't seem to get through because it's too big, too mean, too hungry, too ugly, and too bad. God I serve says with him, I can go through anything. And you can too. You can too. One of the favorite verses, verse 12, where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, we know that. I've been all over that. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, it sums it all up. We know who we're fighting against. We know who it is launching the arrows. We know who it is assailing. We know who the assaults are coming from. He says it right here in this verse. Wherefore, because you know this, or should know it, verse 13 says, Take unto you the whole armor of God, 
that you may be able to withstand. Uh -huh. Amen. To withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now I want to back up. Wherefore taken to you the whole armor of God. Uh -huh. What's that saying? The term God used here is Eloah, Jehovah, and Yahweh. That's the Hebrew term. Signifying what? A God of sovereign power. Amen. The armor he gives us that is able to allow you to withstand anything. To, to resist. To, to fortify yourself. To, to use as a battle implement. Weaponry to push back. And that's where I believe the church is trying to be called to today of God. It's not all about everything that's being made. It's about spiritual warfare. It's about fighting the battle. It's about digging in and standing and not backing up and not giving up and not laying down and not throwing the towel in. Come on. Stand. I'm reminded and, and I'm not trying to paint a scene here where it's relatively easy because it's not I've been doing this too long and I know it's not easy you can be going along just fine and all of a sudden you're you're ambushed Am I talking to anybody this morning? You get ambushed. Guess who you get ambushed by? There's those that'll tell you, oh, that's just something that happens. Some things do just happen. I'm not ignorant enough not to know that. They do. Some things just happen. But we know when spiritual ambushes come, we know where they're coming from. Because they're trying to disable, even to destroy. I'm reminded... And I've been trying to emphasize to the youth quite a bit lately. Who's our fighting force of the future? It's not me. I'll keep doing it as long as I can, as long as I'm able to stand. I'm going to be standing. But one day, I'm not going to be standing anymore. And some of you aren't either. So who's going to take up the battle? The youth of the church. So what do they got to be? They got to be equipped, right? Amen. Do emotional frenzies equip them for spiritual warfare? Listen to me this morning. No. What equips you youth for warfare is the Word of God. And knowing it and getting it in you every opportunity you get, standing in it, standing on it, standing with it, and refusing to back down from it. We see powers among us today that are pushing. Pushing against the church. Pushing against the Christians. Again, you've heard me say this. Trying to shut them up, shove them in a corner, be quiet, don't be talking that Jesus stuff. I'm going to say it again. We need to do just the opposite. Stand up, rise up, get your feet planted in and say we're not backing up and we're not giving up and we're not letting down. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep praising God. We're going to keep worshiping the Lord. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying for people. We're going to keep doing what God calls us to do. armor of God. It's a supernatural armor. That's why it works. Amen. Our military has some of the most sophisticated weaponry and armor, if you will, that exists in this world today. And I'm grateful that we do. 
If we didn't, we'd be an easy target and probably totally destroyed by now. See, there's a necessity for these kind of things. But even that weaponry and that armor is no match for the armor of God. Because the armor of God is supernatural. And that's what he's saying here he will equip you with if you put it on. Amen. Put on. You put on. God's not going to throw it on you and say, here, try this to fit. You're going to have to put it on. And everybody's got your own spiritual arm. God's already got it prepared. It's right here. It's listed. It just fits. Everyone, there's, I don't have any different sizes. I'm not going to venture to go in that territory this morning. But I'll tell you what. God's got a suit armor that will fit every one of them. It's right here. It's right. And when you put it on and you take your stand, There's been an assault on the family in recent times, relationships, country, communities. I could stand here if I had time and I could name one after the other, after the other, after the other of the instruments of warfare that Satan is using to try to destroy this country and the world ultimately. But this kind of power, this this of God, this supernatural adorning adorning is the only thing that will allow you to stand and withstand in the evil day or the wicked day or the day when again the the evil atmosphere is just prevalent amongst us as I believe that's what we're experiencing now it's depressing it's suppressing it's squashing you can feel the thickness of it in the atmosphere this is what Paul's talking about the only thing that you're going to be able to resist that with again is the full armor of God and he goes through all that I'm not going to go into the particular pieces this morning I don't feel that's necessary what I want to thrust this morning what I want to emphasize this morning is stand and many times we miss that one we we kind of maybe sense that well that's weak if you're just standing no it's not not when you're facing hell and the winds of it and the adversity of it if you can stand you're doing a lot But there's only one way you can stand. You're not going to make it on your own. You're not going to make it on your own power or your own abilities or your own strength or your own might or your own energy or your own wealth, which has got a lot of people fooled. If I'm wealthy, then I'm pretty well set so I can handle anything. No, you can't. You can't handle this kind of stuff. There's only one way. That's the full armor of God. Talking to the youth again. Jeremiah, the great prophet. Remember Jeremiah? Read the Bible. Jeremiah, the Old Testament. Called of God. Called Chapter number one. First thing he says, God, I'm a child. In other words, I, don't, I can't do this. I'm a child. And what God told him? He said, you go speak my word. I'll be with you. Amen. I'll be with you. I'm taken back to there's, there's several examples I could give. One's Gideon. Gideon. When God called Gideon or the angel spoke to Gideon, and you know you know what? The angel's looking at Gideon. Now, God knew Gideon from, from when he was in his mother's womb. He knew him. But when, when he sent the angel down and the angel's talking to Gideon, you know what he addresses Gideon as? Before he ever talked, never, never had a conversation with him. You know what he addressed him? You know what he labeled him? Oh, you mighty man of valor. Amen. Gideon was a young person, youngsters. 
He was young. God took him and he yielded himself to God and he done great and mighty feats. He, he was the general of the, of the Israeli army at the time. And he done great and mighty things. You can look at David. David was a kid when he faced Goliath. He was a youngster. You talk about opposition, you, you, you can't visualize this real good. You got a raging devil out here, a giant of a man that's got all kinds of weaponry coming against the whole army of Israel and trying to destroy them. And God uses a little boy. We could say little boy. I think David must have been about 18, 17, or 18 years old this time. But you see, I believe David had a lot of what I'm trying to get across and talk about this morning. He, he didn't necessarily have a lot of bodily armor, but he had the armor of God on him. And he went down to this place where, I mean, it, it, again, it was serious. This was a serious issue. This was life and death. This was the destruction of Israel army. I mean, a lot of things were, were being in place right here that, that thousands could have died. And the whole nation been destroyed. And David shows up with the full armor of God on. Come on. I believe. Now this hadn't been writ yet. But David had it. He had to. Because the enemy was too big. The opposition was too fierce. We're facing fierce opposition. And we know where it's coming from. Go back to that verse that's read a while ago. The opposition we're facing is coming from the assault of hell. That's origination point. It's being unleashed on planet Earth, and all kinds of things are taking place. There's everything imaginable. I used to think, what's going to come next? I don't know if there can be anything else more wicked or evil than what's going on right now. It's everywhere. But I like what David said when Goliath confronted him. And I believe he was standing. He made his journey down to this battle point. I believe David was standing, facing the enemy, not running away from him, not bowing down to him, not saying, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, being Christian. You heard that lately? God words offend people. Yes, Jesus amen. offends people. See, David did not apologize for being a servant of God. Come on. And this is what he said. He looked at Goliath and he said, you come to me with a sword. Listen, kids. You come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield. But I, I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. You know what he said after that? He said, this day the Lord's going to deliver you into my hand. And I'm going to take thy head from thee and smite thee. And then all your Philistine buddies out here, I'm going to feed their carcasses to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the earth that all the earth will know there's a God in America. I mean, Israel. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's a God in America. Yes. But it's not like God needs us to defend him. He doesn't. That's what we're supposed to do, though. 
That's part of the battle. Loving God, appreciating Him so much that regardless what it what regardless what the opposition is, regardless what it is that comes our way, and, and it may be bad, bad, bad. Dig in. Stand. What's in spikes, Brother Tanner? I couldn't think of the name of them. You talked about one time. Spikes on the bottom of the feet to dig in a little better where you don't move. Holy spikes. How about that? That'll work. Holy spikes. Dig in. Hold on. Don't give up an inch. Don't go backwards. You might not be able to move again. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're defeated just because you can't move. It means you're standing your ground. Is what it means. See, uphill battle, uphill battle is rough. If you're coming from the bottom up and the enemy is implanted up the hill or up the mountain, it's tough. But what would it be if it was so just easy, easy, easy? Have you ever thought about that? If, if, if it was just an easy thing and, and we didn't have to worry about a thing, never had to go through nothing, back to the trials, what would it be? You know, in my opinion, it's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. That's what we've got to do. And standing is fighting. Because standing implements a whole lot of things other than just being motionless. Because you're rooted and grounded in faith. You can't stand unless you're rooted and grounded in faith. That's the scripture. And unless you are full of the knowledge of God, which is your battle handbook. Right? Amen. You ain't going to effectively fight if you don't know it. Come on. Don't Amen. even try to go there. Ring somebody up. What's that scripture? Uh, I'm in a battle right now. That's okay, but you need to know yourself. See, there's a lot of things involved in standing. I don't know where you're at this morning. I know, I do know, as I mentioned recently and lately, I do know there's some people here that have been some pretty tough battles, uphill battles. Amen. Who was that that said, get one thing out of the way and here comes three more? Come on. Rolling down the mountain. Trying to stop my advance. You might get knocked down. You might get stomped on. But stand. Stand doesn't even necessarily mean you're on your two legs. Amen. Come on. Because it's spiritual. You can stand flat on your face. What a stand. You ever pray flat on your face? That is a stand, I'm here to tell you. Things gets good when you yield to God and you get flat on your face and you begin to seek God and you begin to call upon Him. That is a good place to be. That's standing Amen. in Go faith. On. So see, standing is not just like I am this morning, just standing on two legs. It's standing with faith. Standing against the opposition, resisting the adversity and everything else that we're assaulted with. I believe this message is timely, even though it's an old message and been preached a zillion times. We as human creatures got to often be reminded because, oh, how easy we let it slip. It's all right here. The whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all having done all to stand gone all out 
went to the last resort if necessary. God never turns his head from your battles. Amen. You may think he does. You might feel like he does at times. You may even say, God, where are you? Are you even paying attention to what's going on? I'm about to get slaughtered, God. No, he's there. He's watching. Well, if he's watching, why don't he do something about it? He will. He already has. Amen. Right Come on. There you are. There's your victory right there. It's already been done. Jesus did it on the cross. It's already been faith. Faith allows you to stand. Faith in what God's Word says. Faith in the cross. Faith in Jesus. Holy Spirit. Allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. Prompted stand. <coughs> Along with this, I, I believe two words of advice are absolutely appropriate this morning and this day. I think I've already mentioned them, but just two words. Dig in. Dig in. When battle lines are set up, and I'm not in the military, never have been, but I've been around enough people and seen enough, that you dig in and you prepare to fortify and you begin to prepare for the advance that's coming. I cannot tell you right now what is coming, but I can tell you something's coming. Amen. It's well on its way. Uh-huh. Amen. Because the spirit of Antichrist is amongst us. Amen. Paul said that in his day. So how much more advanced do you think that is in the day we're living? It's very apparent if you just look around. And the best thing you can do today is sure up your salvation and your experience with God. Amen. And get you a start on putting on this whole armor. If you will take time, go home and read past where I've been reading, he'll tell you every piece. You may be here and you might not know a whole lot about God's Word. Go back to where I read from this morning and preach from and read that armor. See what it does. I mentioned the weight of it, symbolically. Yeah, it gets heavy sometimes. Christian responsibility gets real heavy sometimes. But that don't mean if we get tired, we just shuck it off. Or if somebody mocks us or laughs at us, that we just throw it behind us. No, we keep it on, right? This makes the difference. We're honoring God when we do that. God, I'm going to represent you to the end. Amen. Regardless what comes my way, I'm going to represent you to the end. Lord, I'm going to be a faithful child of God. I've taken up my position in the army of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the General of Heaven, and I'm going to maintain my position and I'm going to stand. We've got to have that attitude. You have to. Make a lot of difference in your personal life if you'll do that. Floating in and out will get you out. Back and forth gets you nowhere. When you stand, it's a solid stance. Solid. Entrenched. In the warfare of God. Would you bow this morning? Heavenly Father, we come today. We just receive 
I believe you're trying to wake the church up, Lord. Trying to wake people up. Lord, you're trying to allow all this, not that you created it or presented it, but allowing it to have some kind of effect that we can get woke up. All of this prevailing wickedness and evil and everything going on around us, Lord, let it really wake us up, God, that we get up and we put on this spiritual, supernatural wardrobe. And that we prepare ourselves. We entrench ourselves that we dig in and we stand personally and corporately. That God, Father, doing so would be honoring you and we'll be fighting the battle toward victory that's coming promised by your word I pray for anyone here this morning Lord that has no relationship with you that does not know you youngsters elders alike all in between Lord you know the coming church doesn't make us saved the blood of Jesus is what saves us coming under it on our part and yielding to you and making you Lord of our life is what saves us Lord Pray if anyone's here today, they may have that thought. Well, I go to church. Church is good enough. I attend. God, you know, and I know it's not good enough. It's good, but it's not good enough. I ask if there be a soul in this house today, Lord, that does not know you. I pray that right now, Father God, that they had submitted and surrendered to the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and make you Lord of their life today. And I ask that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you good? You have a need. You have a need of salvation in your life. That's coming to Jesus. We're going to linger here in the last few minutes of this service today. We'll give you an opportunity. Step out of where you're at. Make your path down this aisle, however far that is. I'll be right here to pray with you. You can meet Jesus Christ today, right now. It's your opportunity. It's your decision. Is there anyone for this message? Needs signified by uplifting hands. Anybody want to pray for that this morning? I know there's some people here experiencing health issues and pain and who knows what else. Sometimes we're very secretive with our issues and sometimes that's okay, but sometimes you need to let people pray about that and help you with it. Heavenly Father, we come today, Lord, and I pray for all these, every issue, Lord, amongst us today, God. I pray, Father God, Lord, the blessed power of your presence upon these people, Lord. God, to help them, Lord, in their situations and their issues. I ask you, God, to minister to them. I pray that, God, that they yield themselves so you can minister to them. That they give in. That they submit. And they let you do what needs to be done in their life, Lord. Bless them and help them in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Lord bless you this morning. Good to see you. Be back here tonight at 6 o'clock. Come on, let's have a good time in Jesus tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Let me say, Wednesday night, Brother Michael Smith will be with us preaching. He's our global uh, missionary uh, head of a Global Gateway Network. Please come. Let's make up a congregation. He's coming a long ways to visit with us and preach the word. So Wednesday night right now.